Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. I don't. But I think God's word has a lot to say about thankfulness and thanksgiving. Um, I was talking with someone yesterday, and um, you know, this year is kind of weird. Thanksgiving last year was three days ago. If you didn't realize that, we've got we've got bumped back, which means that your Thanksgiving uh, to Christmas. Uh, ratio has just gotten smaller. So after Black Friday, there's only three weeks before Christmas, not four, just to, in case you didn't notice that on the calendar. Um, but uh, I, I was talking with someone in, in the retail market, you know, we all know what the Friday after Thanksgiving is called. Anyone can give me that name? Black Friday, yep, Black Friday. Uh, which they might as well just start calling it Black Thursday now. I don't know how many of you notice the stores are opening up on Thursday night uh, instead of just early Friday morning. Um, I know a couple of years ago I stood in line. The only time I've ever done Black Friday, probably the last time I'll ever do Black Friday. Um, but I stood in line at a Target. They opened up at midnight. And so we got in line probably about 8 o'clock that night and hung out. There was probably about seven of us, so it was a good time. Time flew by. But, uh, you know, now they're opening up on Thanksgiving. And he made this comment, and it kind of got me thinking. He said, instead of calling it Thanksgiving, they ought to just call it Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Um, you know, we, we kind of miss the concept a little bit sometimes uh, in, uh, you know, the, the mindset of Thanksgiving, the mindset of Christmas, and what God gave to us. And sometimes it's just about what do we get. And um, so in talking about Thanksgiving um, and, and studying the scriptures, I kind of saw that there was a different approach that God had for Thanksgiving than what you and I have. Most of us only see Thanksgiving as a response to something, as a response to receiving something, as a response to getting something. But God actually outlines in his word that thanksgiving is to come before the getting. That thanksgiving is actually a posture, is actually a position of our heart that puts us in position to receive from God. Not just the posture of the heart after we get something. Most of us become thankful after we have received something, but God outlines in his word that you ought to be thankful to actually get something. You should already be placed in that position. That should already be the posture of your heart to get yourself in a position to receive from God. And so I want to look at a few things this morning. Um, I, I came up with four quick items, four quick terms that I, I guess are characteristic of thankfulness. What does thankfulness look like? What does it mean to have a thankful heart. We've, we've heard it called an attitude of gratitude. But you know, the problem with the attitude of gratitude is sometimes you don't always have the attitude of gratitude, right? Sometimes, you know, uh, you know I, I'm that guy. I'll just go ahead and tell you. I'm that guy that I can see the negative in something before the positive. I, I could come home at night and my wife could have done everything but the dishes. <laughs> And say, hey, the dishes aren't done. Guess I got to do the dishes. Yeah, but the laundry's clean, the floor's been vacuumed, all the kids' toys have been picked up. 
Okay, awesome. What about the dishes? I'll, I'll, instead of seeing everything neat and in order, I'll see the picture that's crooked on the wall. I'll, I identify sometimes I, I have to do more work. I know I'm the only person like this. I have to do more work to notice the positive in something. But it's a precursor. So if I'm going to receive anything from God, I have to get myself in a position of being thankful and having a heart of gratitude before I actually have it. And that's what I want to show you in God's word today is what does that look like? And the first identification of thankfulness, I believe, is the word approach. What is our approach to the thing? Look at Psalms chapter 100. Look at Psalms chapter 100. I think Psalms chapter 100 verse 4 says it very plainly in what our approach should look like. See, a lot of times when we talk about thankfulness, we talk about what comes after. But God is wanting us to see that it, it actually comes before. Enter into his gates. What's that word? Enter into his gates. With what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. God is identifying how we should come in not how we should go out. See, it's real easy to walk out of his courts with thankfulness and praise after he's already blessed you and given you everything. But here he says to enter into his courts with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. This is how we enter. This is how we come in. This is not just how we leave. And this verse really opens up what I believe God's posture and God's, what, what God is looking for in our attitude, our approach should be, I'm going to come in with thankfulness. I've got a lot that I need. There's a lot coming against my life right now. There's all kinds of ways that I need God to move in my life, but I'm going to thank him. As if we don't already have enough to be thankful for. You realize that God could never do anything else for you for the rest of your life, and you still wouldn't run out of time to praise him for what he's already done. I mean, he's got angels that circle around him and have been saying the same exact thing for all of eternity. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy. That's all they do. And as soon as they come back around, they see something else in God that says, man, he's holy. Man, he's holy. And so they've been doing that for eternity. God will never get tired of hearing that. Just based upon what he's already done for us. But here he's saying, so you need something? Come to me with thanksgiving. So there's something that you need me to do in your life? Be thankful for it. You see, we, we don't apply that to people. I mean, I, I didn't go up to... I, I didn't go up to Chase here and say, man, thank you so much for that $100. And he hasn't given me $100. I mean, none of you would do that to anybody. Oh, what are you, what are you saying? You need $100? But this is what God is looking for. He says, because here's the thing with God. Everything that he has done and everything he's going to do, he's already done. <laughs> with God, 
He's already given you everything. Ephesians chapter 1 says that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Every one of them. That means there's nothing really that we need. Now, I know right now in your brain, you're thinking, you don't know my life. You don't know what I need. I need a job. I need, uh, I need more money. I need a new car. We all have needs in this realm. But you've got to understand that God has already met every need in his realm. And we just have to figure out how to get it into our realm. So with God, everything that has happened in our life has already happened. And everything that is going to happen in our life has already happened. Amen? So he says, enter into his courts with thanksgiving. So the first thing we have to understand is our approach. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And this is something that we need to practice every day. Every day. I'm about to change the way that you pray. I'm about to change the way that you pray on a regular daily basis. I'm about to change the way that you ask God for things. Because he's told us to ask. And he says that he already knows what we need before we ask. You know why? Because he's already met the need before you asked. See, that's a mentality change for us. Because in our realm, we don't have it, and I still need it, and I need it now. I needed it yesterday. And with God, he's already saying, and I already gave it to you. You've just got to figure out how to access it. But look at how he tells you to make requests. Verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. We're, we're, We're real good at that. We're real good at bringing the prayer and the supplication and getting on our knees and saying, Oh, God, I need your help. But look at the next two words. (laughs) With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. So when you come bringing that need to God, go ahead and thank him for meeting the need is what he's saying. Go ahead and get yourself in a posture of thanking him for something that he's already done and you know that he's going to do in your life. This is how you should pray. I never pray a prayer, regardless of what I'm asking for, regardless of what I need. I never pray to God without thanking him for what he's already done and for meeting the need that I'm currently requesting. I never do. Because Paul told me right here to be anxious for nothing. See, you're not anxious when you know it's on the way. You don't get anxious when, when you need something, but someone says, uh, you know, hey, hey I, I put it in the mail. It's, it's on its way. You don't get anxious because you know they put it in the mail. It's on its way. It's going to show up. You're going to the mailbox with what? An expectation. But many of us don't go to God with an expectation. We go to him with a need and we're anxious. And there's anxiety that shows up. There's a concern that shows up of, Will he meet the need? But when you make your request known with thanksgiving, there's nothing to be anxious about. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer today. Because you said that you hear the prayers of the righteous. Thank you for meeting my need before I even needed it. Amen? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, 
with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Look at verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. God will show up. The first thing that he's looking for is our approach to the situation. Do we just approach it with negative negativism? Do we just show up with a negative heart and a negative attitude and anxious and wondering, is he going to perform in my life? Is he going to meet my need? Can he? Will he? These are the questions we go in. But when you get your heart in a position of looking at the positive, thanking him for what he's already done and thanking him for already meeting the needs that you currently have, there's no anxiety there. Because you don't thank someone for something they couldn't do. What do we say? Thanks anyways. Oh, sorry, I can't help you with that. Oh, well, well, thanks anyways. Thanks anyways. Thank you anyways. But we don't have to ever tell God, thanks anyways. I I, I needed that money. I needed to pay that bill, but, you know, thanks anyways. No, we can always say, thank you for meeting my need. And he's saying, your approach needs to be positive, not negative. Your approach needs to be with thanksgiving. Don't allow thanksgiving to just be a response to what God does. Let thanksgiving, let the heart of worship and the heart of praise be how you go into it, regardless of what you currently need. The second thing, the second position that I want to show you is attitude. Mark chapter 11. Attitude takes place in your heart. Attitude is a posture of the heart. Mark chapter 11. Jesus is talking about faith. And he's talking about what true faith. And I'll tell you, Thanksgiving requires faith. Thanksgiving requires faith. With God, Thanksgiving. See, in, in the natural, Thanksgiving doesn't require faith because we only thank people when they've actually done something for us. But with God, since we're thanking him before it actually shows up, we have to be in a posture of faith now. We have to be in a posture of faith because I'm thanking someone for something that they haven't actually done for me yet, or at least I haven't seen it manifest yet. So faith is a requirement. And so he's talking about faith here. And in verse 23, he says, For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask. Okay, so we're talking about our words. We're talking about our mouth. But whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe. Now, believing is not a posture of your mouth. Believing is a posture of your heart. So what he's saying is, is get your words aligned with your heart. Believe. This is your attitude. My attitude when I go to prayer is an attitude of thankfulness, is an attitude of gratitude. See, sometimes our attitude is based upon the gratitude. 
But what God is saying is that our gratitude ought to be based on our attitude. We should have the attitude first before we actually get grateful for something. We should already have the attitude of thank you for showing up in my life. The attitude. Believe when you believe that you receive when you what? Pray. Not when you get it. It doesn't say believe that you receive when you receive. No, it says believe that you receive when you pray. As soon as I, as soon as I made the request known, I have received it then, and now I'm going to thank him for what I've already received. I may be sick as a dog. I may not be able to talk. I may have the most piercing headache. But the second I made the petition known, I received it, and now I'm in a position of thankfulness. Remember, Brother Hagin, he would talk about this verse a lot. This verse got him off of the deathbed when he was 17 years old. Had an incurable heart disease. And he talked about what got him off of the bed. And specifically, it was the fact that he believed he received when he prayed. Instead of waiting for the healing to actually manifest in his body, and, and instead of waiting for his legs to receive uh, feeling and energy and power to get out of bed, he had to believe that he received when he prayed. Well, if you believe that you receive something, why would you go back and ask again? And so he made this statement. He said, I never asked God for the same thing twice. Never ask God for the same thing twice. If I, if I asked you, uh, you know, if I asked Nikki to hand me that Kleenex box and she came and she handed it to me and now I'm holding it in my hand. And I say, thank you, Nikki. Why would I come back and say, hey, Nikki, can you hand me the Kleenex box? Hey, Nikki, can you hand me that? Why am I asking her for something that I've already received? So if you truly believe that you receive, the second you ask, you move over to thankfulness and you thank God for it and you never go back and ask for it again. If you ask a second time, now you're in a position of doubt and unbelief. Now you're in a position of, I don't really think that I have it. Otherwise, you wouldn't ask again. See, this is, again, a mentality change. Thankfulness is how you go in. Thankfulness is not just a response to getting something. And so we've got to learn how we're making our requests known. How are we asking? If I believe that I received when I prayed, then after I prayed, I moved to thankfulness. I don't ever have to go back and ask God or pray or request that from him again. Now my posture is, now my attitude is, I believed that I receive. Belief takes place in the heart. And then what's in your heart will come out of your mouth, which is the next one, our words. It's very hard to be thankful without saying anything. Many times, God's word, especially in Psalms, says praise him, worship him, thank him, with what? Your words. 
We have to find a way to declare thankfulness with our words, with our mouths. Because if that truly is a posture of your heart, if that truly is your attitude, you ever heard someone, you ever heard, you ever asked someone to do something, mostly children, and they say that they're going to do it. Or they say, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, but with an attitude. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll get it done. Y'all have never heard that, right? Your kids have never done that to you. No, why? Because the words reflect the attitude. You can say whatever you want, but it reflects the attitude. So when we get our approach right, get our attitude right, then we'll have the right words. Then you'll be in a position of thankfulness regardless of what you see in this realm. I'm talking about how to receive from God. I'm talking about not just being thankful uh, after God does something for you. I'm talking about being thankful before God does something for you. I'm talking about being thankful to get God to do something for you. This is how you receive. So our words, Psalms chapter 103, Psalms chapter 103, verse 1, Psalms 103, verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, in all that is within me, bless his holy name. You see, he's not just blessing the Lord with his mouth. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Don't just find yourself blessing God with your mouths, but with, it, with the wrong attitude or the wrong heart or with the, with the wrong approach. Approach. But bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. If you ever have a hard time finding something to be thankful to God about, just go read Psalms chapter 103. That ought to get you started. Amen? We've always got something to be thankful for. But he's identifying here, I'm not just blessing the Lord with my mouth. I'm not just thanking God with my mouth. I've got my heart right. I've got my approach right. I've got my attitude right. All that is within me will bless the Lord. All that is within me. Your words have to follow your attitude. Don't allow your attitude to follow your words. Don't allow your approach to follow what you say. Allow what you say to follow your attitude of gratitude, your attitude of thankfulness. And the last one is actions. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. If you're writing these down and you're OCD, 
and you see that three of these words start with A and one of them starts with the W, don't fire me, please. Don't get angry. I couldn't think of a word that went with words that started with an A, so you'll just have to deal with it today. Amen. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria in Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. There should always be a reciprocating action of thankfulness. We should find a way to show God our thankfulness. There's many ways to praise God. There's many ways to glorify God. But in the end, God should get the glory. We should not have actions that give us credit. We should not have actions that give somebody else credit. We should not have actions that give the bank credit for getting us out of debt. We should be thanking God. We shouldn't have actions that give the doctor credit. We should be thanking God. God gets the glory. God gets the credit. It's all to his honor. And so we should act, have a posture of thankfulness. One of the things that God hates the most, and he dealt with an entire nation for 40 years with it, was a heart of grumbling and complaining. A heart that quickly forgot what God had just done. He hated it. He hated it. God loves to bless his children. God loves to do things for his children. God loves to come through when it seems like there's no way out. God loves to make a way where there seems to be no way. But he loves to get the glory and he loves to get the credit. And if our actions quickly turn, if our words quickly turn to forgetting what he just did for us, he's not excited about that. He's not happy with that. We just read that his word said, forget not his benefits. We cannot be quick to forget. We must remember. We must reflect on God's faithfulness. And we should have words and actions that show that our trust and our glory and our honor goes to him. He is the king of kings. Psalms chapter 22 Psalms chapter 22 and verse 3. Psalms chapter 22 and verse 3 reads, But you are holy, enthroned in the what? Praises of Israel enthroned in the praises of Israel. The, the, do you have the Amplified Version in there? 
Throw that up there. But you are holy, O you who dwell in the holy place where the praises of Israel are offered. The quickest way to get God to show up in your situation is to praise him. That's where he lives. That's where he dwells. He inhabits the praises of his people. See, the Bible talks about offering a sacrifice of praise. You know why it's a sacrifice of praise? Because we don't always feel like praising. That means I have to sacrifice something in my life. I have to put something down. Because right now I feel like I have no reason to praise you. But I do have a reason. And I'm going to thank you not just for what you've done, but for what you're going to do. And so I lay it down, I strip it off, and I sacrifice my will, my heart, my attitude to praise you. And the second I praise you, you show up in my situation. I have never seen someone, I've never seen someone forsaken that chose to have a heart of worship, that chose to praise God even in the midst of the biggest messes, even in the midst of the biggest trials. Praise him and thank him and watch God show up on your behalf. See, you got to build a house for him. If you want him to come into your situation, you got to give him something to dwell in. You got to give him something to live in. And he says that he inhabits, he lives in, he dwells in the praises of his people. I don't know any better way out of a mess or a trial than to praise him. Praise your way out of it. Thank your way out of it. Get yourself in an approach and an attitude and a posture of worship and thankfulness of praising him, not just for what he's done, but for what he's going to do. Make your request known with thanksgiving, knowing that he will come through. Believe that you receive when you pray, not when you receive, and watch God show up on your behalf. This is something that we can all do better at. You know, I, I know a few people that the second I say something, you know, the second I ask them, how's your week? I mean, they've always got something positive to say. Some people, it's a little easier than others. But as kingdom citizens, it should be easy for all of us. For kingdom citizens, it should be easy for all of us to have a positive approach rather than a negative approach. Waking up in the morning, we shouldn't just start talking and start thinking about all that we have to approach that day. We should find ourselves in a positive attitude, thankful for what he's going to do. I think many times that we have missed what God is doing or what God wants to do in our lives simply because we never entered with the right approach. Simply because we didn't have the right posture in our heart, the right attitude. And God's saying, if you could get the attitude of praise, I'll show up. If you could get the heart of worship, 
I'll show myself faithful. Reflect on my goodness. Reflect on all the benefits, all the blessings. And watch me show up in your life. Father, we thank you this morning. We set ourselves in a posture of thankfulness, a heart of worship, an attitude of gratitude, Father. Thankful for all that you have done. Thankful for the breath that we have, for the life that we're living, for the houses and the, 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 the places that we live, the families that you've given us, the people, the friendships. Father, we thank you most of all for sending your son Jesus to die for us. While we were dead in our sin, you raised us to life in your son. And Father, I thank you that you've made us righteous inhabitants of your kingdom, not ones that just have to go by and live this life without any blessings, but you have caused us to a newer life. You've raised us to a newer life. You've raised our standard of living, Father. And so we thank you, but not just today, but we put ourselves in a posture daily to have the right approach, to have a heart of worship, to have an attitude within ourselves that is thankful. Father, when we find ourselves in the midst of a trial, when we find ourselves in the midst of things not going the way that we want them to, Father, I thank you that we will get ourselves in a posture of praise and that you will show up on our behalf. Father, we thank you for all that you have done and all that you're going to do in and through our lives. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.